and welcome to BlazePod. It is Thursday, the 16th of March. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How's things today, mate? Better mentally, better physically, and we're, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yeah, we were, we were pretty downbeat after that last episode, weren't we? The, the defeat to Luton and how, um, how dispiriting that performance was. But we did say, you know, one win at Sunderland will kind of right a lot of those wrongs and uh the blades produced it was a a big response from everybody i thought every all the players obviously hecking bottom in in picking the team and the the tactical approach um yeah just i i really couldn't be more impressed i think to the way that we followed up such a dreadful afternoon on saturday with a big boy performance last yeah. night a, a pretty tough place place to play i think I mean, they, they have got a poor home record. They, they'll point to, you know, I think they've only won six games this season, but that's not the point, obviously. It's the the, the form we were in, <clears throat> in terms of performances and the form in terms of results to go away, at, at, you know, a ground like that. And to, to, to play very well, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, we deserved the win. The, the, the changes worked. There was so much more energy in the team. And I thought the performance were more important in a way than the result. Obviously, if we'd have won 1-0 with the last minute Egan Edder and we'd have got better, we'd have been delighted. But the fact that we're putting a performance as well and the sort of performance that we've been wanting to see was really good. Yeah, so we talked about this after the Luton game. I said, uh, and, and we both agreed, that had that finished 0-0 and the game had gone exactly the same, apart from the goal, obviously, for Luton, we would both have been probably about yeah. as down as we were because we played so badly and that was obviously dispiriting. And I'll I, I put it to you, if, if they'd equalised in the 93rd minute or something last night, obviously we would be annoyed. But I, I think yeah. we'd be quite positive on here today, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was thinking, even at 2-1, I was thinking, if they get a goal now, it's not a terrible result. It'd be disappointing, obviously. But the performance meant that it, it, we would have taken something out of it, along with the point, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, I was um, in a... Funny, this is a weird memory to reach back to, but I went to uh, obviously, obviously, we're drawing a lot of parallels with the um, the Warnock promotion season. In that, you know, as, as you said on the last episode, I think there was a, a huge blip there. I think we lost like four games in a row in January, February, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, and I went to Norwich away, which was part of that run, like where we lost to Coventry and then we lose, lose to Watford around that time at home as well. Um, yeah. And I went to Norwich and we took the lead and ended up losing the game. And I remember at full time being obviously very downtrodden, but also like, okay, that that was a lot better actually. Like, you know, if if we can just reproduce that sort of performance, we're probably going to be all right. And I yeah. remember, remember other fans around me were like, that's nowhere near good enough. Like, you know, sort of shouting yeah. me down almost as I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of how this felt, I guess, if this had ended up in a draw. It's like, okay. That that's the response we were really looking for, and hey, look, yeah. we won the game as well, and that is a very, very important result in the context of the season as well. Yeah, good point actually with the the um, the game when we went one 0 down. It reminded me of that Norwich game um, under Warnock where we lost two one but played really well. Yeah, um, and it really did remind me. I thought even if we lose this, I think you can't. It had been really sickening to lose. Don't get me wrong, but I think because of that first. At least the first twenty-minute performance, I think you could have. There was something to take from it, which is <clears throat> sort of indicative of how 
little scraps we've had to feed off to try and give ourselves optimism. That 20 minutes alone, we're like, oh, oh hang on, I'm enjoying this. I forgot yeah, what it's yeah. like to enjoy a performance. And then, obviously, the sucker punch of the goal. And then it did become more even after that. But I still... I, 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 I felt if the goal had been disallowed, the second goal would get onto it. I think we'd have probably pushed on and probably won, to be honest, even even if that had not been counted. I think we definitely sat back oh, or yeah. tried to manage the game at least once it went to 2-1. And we successfully did that over than about a five-minute spell. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, lots of things I want to talk about there, yeah. Um, mm. uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember <laughs> how you started that point. Sorry, yeah. Um, the, the first 20 minutes, I suppose, is the best yes. place to... Enjoying it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, after half an hour, I was, I was sat there thinking, yeah, this is the most I've enjoyed watching us for quite a long time. Certainly going back to that Swansea game, but for for an actual half an hour period, it's I don't know, it could probably go back even further to be honest. And yeah, then then we did sort of just get stung with, um, a, well, a really nicely taken goal. I thought um, actually before we get onto that, uh, let's just let's start right at the very beginning. With the team selection, mm, yeah. So Heckingbottom went for the sort of for the rip it up approach that we discussed. Like, is he just going to roll out the same team, or are we going to, you know, try something a bit different? Jebison starts, which is very curious because he was yeah. not, not even in the squad. Um, I think that was the biggest. I, if you'd have asked me before that, that wouldn't have even come into my mind. Jebison mm. starting, I think there were more chance of Sharp starting, which I'm glad we didn't. <clears throat> but I, I think that. That if you'd have asked me to predict a team and McBurney wasn't in, and I thought, well, he's either going to be in dial front or sharp. Yeah, yeah, very uh, quite a left field selection. Although Heckingbottom um, did did speak about it afterwards, which uh, I've got a note to talk about. We'll, we'll get onto that. Uh, mm. McAtee starts. Doyle starts instead of Norwood is probably the most significant change. Uh, and Baldock comes in for Bogle, which is is absolutely what I wanted to see. I, I didn't quite expand on this on the last one, but I, I said um, I, I want Bulldog to start every game for the rest of the season now yeah. if he's available over Bogle, which is not really a slight on Bogle. It's just I think this team needs to it needs consistency right now, and he is consistent and he's ultra aggressive, ultra athletic. You know you're going to get really solid yeah. defending from him, and I, I think that if you just keep that solid baseline now and don't be don't allow ourselves to be like carved through as we've have done in yeah, times in yeah. recent weeks. So yeah, I was really glad to see him start. And I think him. I don't think he was absolutely fantastic or anything, Baldock, but I think he epitomised this new energy that we had. Exactly. There were three or four times where he did his bad final ball thing, you know, and he crossed it straight to the keeper and stuff like that. But he did show so much aggression. I mean, he should have been booked, in all honesty, because he like, did four absolutely clattering tackles. I was <laughs> delighted to see that. Yeah. Because that's the sort of thing that we've, we've been dirty, I think, in recent weeks, um, in terms of just like, not dirty, but cynical, should we say, mm. in terms of pulling people down when they've gone past us. And that that's not the aggression I wanted to see. It's the Baldock aggression where I'm just going to, I am going to go in hard here and I am going to hurt you. Not in a malicious sense, but, you know, you're going to know you're in a game. And we haven't had that from Bogle all low. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's what I why I wanted Baldock in the team, and yeah, he absolutely delivered in that regard. I think you, you touched on it there. Like, I mean, all these players that came into the side, I thought played really, really well. But the whole team looked so fired up, like you know, yeah. really up for the physical battle, which we have we've not been in a lot of away games recently. Like, you know, certainly stretching back to I don't know, maybe that Rotherham game. Maybe you can go back a little bit further where we've. We've just not been able to, like, do the hard work that's allowed us to play the football that our, you know, more 
technical players can do. Whereas, yeah. yeah, last night we did that. I mean, they were kind of highlighting it in the commentary. It's a, it's not a very physically imposing midfield from our that we put out last night, but the forwards pressed so aggressively and the defenders, uh, including mm. the wing backs, were so physical that it was so difficult to like for Sunderland to get a foothold in the game. And I, yeah, I was just so impressed with that in terms of going from how we looked against Luton to. You know, a game that was pretty important to Sunderland. You know, that's that makes it quite difficult for them to get in the playoffs now. They probably. Sorry, I think Ron. you deserve credit for this, Eckingbottom, because I think <clears throat> I put a tweet out saying it was a brave decision, and someone said, "Well, it wasn't." You know, players are playing bad, drop him, and I get that, but I do think it was brave, particularly to drop Norwood. Yeah, um, absolutely. He, all right, he's been poor for the last five games, but he has been. I think most people probably have him in our top three players this season, and he's pivotal. To how we play, everyone the, the whole thing of if Norwood plays well, we play well. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't there at all, and we don't we hadn't seen that much. Not even in the Premier League did we see that much when we were really poor, and he were he were poor. He still played most games, and I thought he needed that 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 energy of, and I thought he brought more out of Berger as well. To be fair, I've seen a few people criticising him. I thought he was better than he has been for weeks. Berger. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, th- I thought that whole midfield was um was was really good to be honest going forward, particularly. Um, yeah, Berger gets. Well, we'll get on to the opening goal in a second, I suppose. Um, I think another pleasing thing about last night, we won a game after falling behind, which we have not done for quite mm. a long time. I don't know when the last time that happened was this season, because we, we generally don't fall behind that often, to be honest. Um, and also the first time we'd scored more than one goal in a game uh, out of the last six games. So that was pleasing as well to kind of tick those things off. Um, yeah, we, we mentioned him already, but... Uh, I was really impressed with Jefferson last night. You know, he is yeah. he has come on a lot this season, I think. And we've yeah, not, yeah. We've obviously not seen as much of him as we'd like because he's had quite a few injury issues as well. Um, mm. But yeah, that was that was a really you know I thought he was uh, sort of from a physical, athletic point, yeah. and then the the work rate in you know closing down with Enjoy. I yeah, really, really impressed with him last night, and he was he was unlucky not to score. To be honest, it was a Excellent save by their keeper. Yeah, yeah. Up against a really, I mean, Ballard's young, but he's a big guy. But, mm. you know, Danny Barth obviously played for us many years ago, an experienced, big, no-nonsense centre-half. And he won the battle. He definitely won the battle. I, I might even have him as my man of the match. I know everyone's gone for Doyle, but I thought Jefferson would... A lot of the good stuff that we did came because of Jefferson, not just on the ball, but off the ball as well. Mm. Yeah, as I say, the... The way him and Jai and um, McAtee pressed was really impressive and just made it so yeah. difficult for Sunderland to get going. Um, they did have a good, uh, well, a good opportunity. Uh, Sunderland's shooting last night was fantas- fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, like every time they took a shot, it seemed to be like a perfectly struck effort. Um, and yeah, Roberts made a made a chance for him in I think about the second minute. I'd, I'd literally just switched on actually, um, and yeah, fortunately it was. Straight at Wes, but certainly one of those that um, you know could have rebounded awkwardly because it really was uh, sweetly struck. Um, I thought Roberts was very good for them, and O uh, yeah. nine as well was like I don't know, he's defending like Bobby Moore in that first. I feel like every yeah. time, every time it was getting cleared away or blocked, it was him that like the cameras immediately found afterwards. But yeah, I mean, um, obviously in the view from after the Sunderland fans were saying, "Oh, men against boys." Literally, because I looked at their the age of their squad and it was very, very young, 2021. 20, but I think ours was as well. Take away the defence. You know, you've got Doyle, McAtee and Dye, Jefferson, 
Berger's not old, you know. We, it would, it would. I think that's why maybe it was so energetic as a game because there were that many young players on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, so they, yeah, we, Jebison has that uh, shot well saved. A lot of good sort of uh, good, good kind of counter attacks. I thought like Berger and Ajay surging forward, and plenty of moments where particularly Low and Makati were getting in good positions. I don't Makati. Uh, is another one who's just come on massively all season. I mean, he really yeah. does. He really does play with some swagger now. Like. The thing with McAtee is, I, I, I saw some people say, uh, you know, he drifted in and out of the game. That's fine for a fly player like him. One because every single time he got the ball, something happened, mm. and that's what he's there for. And I, I loved how we were playing sort of McAtee, Jefferson, and Indy almost as a front three, which we've not seen, I don't think, since the end of last season. Like a front three, yeah. With that, like you know, three five two solid. This one more like a three four three. And, yeah. And I think the the solid, you know, that Baldock gives you defensively meant that we could probably push up a little bit more in terms of, you know, having McAtee going more forward than Anandai rather than having that flat three that everyone hates in midfield. <laughs> yeah, with with Jebison actually hacking bottom said afterwards. It was it was a good interview actually. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it was one of the better interviews actually. I don't. I, I think. I never slag him off for his interviews because I think he's professional, and I think there's no point in listening to him because he's not—he's not—he's not, not over emotional, is he? So you're not no, no, no. It's, it's, Whereas it's very... Wild and Warnock, and we all—well, we hated Warnock's interviews when we <laughs> lost, but we—they we, were worth tuning into because you could tell what they were really thinking because they couldn't keep their emotions in. Mm. And I always feel with Eckingbottom, it's more measured, and he—he's saying things that you know just to get out of the interview, basically, like ten yeah. minutes is done. See you later. Um, but yeah, the interview last night I thought was really, really good. Worth a listen, definitely. Yeah, I, I very rarely listen to them unless I just happen to like catch them on the radio on the way home from the match or something. Um, but this is one I thought I actually I'm curious what he's going to say about you know the fact he's dropped is uh, you know one of our best players in Norwood and you know how why why Jebison has suddenly come into the team after not being mm-hmm. used for, for a few weeks and. Uh, you know, why we suddenly look much better than we did uh, against Luton, for example. But, um, yeah, with Jebison, he said, you know, uh, we we think his athleticism was going to help stretch the play. It's going to open up gaps for McAtee and Njai. And, yeah, that's definitely what happened. It was interesting to hear Ooh. that we have him in mind for that kind of role um, yeah. over McBurney, for example. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, again, just really, really impressed with Jebison. Um, yeah, he, he looks... He looks very promising at this level, certainly. So, and obviously, it's only one game, but I think we we show we, we did uh, see how much better our squad is compared to most teams in the league. Mm. Sunderland are a, a pretty, to be honest, they're an average Championship side, which is not a criticism of them. They've only just come up; they're doing really, really well. And maybe if Stewart had kept fit, they might be even better because he's massive for them. But literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Um, I do think that we showed, you know, the, the players they were bringing on, again, pretty much all kids, mm-hmm. or Pritchard, who's, you know, the latter end of his career. And then you were bringing Norwood on, and Fleck, and Sharp, and Bogle. And these are players who, you know, a couple of years ago were on the Premier League. And, yeah, the Fleck's passed his best shots, passed his best Bogle's out of form. But it must be a bit demoralising, you know, for, for Sunderland to think, oh, I've got another four of these, yeah. you know, coming up. And we probably haven't used that squad to our advantage, I think it's fair to say, in this bad run. We yeah. possibly should. I think it's easy to say it in hindsight, <clears throat> and that's exactly what I'm doing. But I think maybe in hindsight, we mix it up after, you know, after we, even after Middlesbrough, you play a few fewer against Millwall. I don't know. 
Yeah, I guess it's yeah hard to say, I suppose. But yeah, it, it, this little run does feel like the first time we've actually had a full squad available to us, which is mm-hmm. yeah been a, yeah, been a major yeah. problem through the season. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like uh, that's another reason why Luton was so dispiriting. So like, this is our strongest team, basically. You know, this is exactly what I want to see out of this team. And then they just played total rubbish, and we didn't see sort of Doyle or McAtee until the game had kind of already slipped away. Um, yeah, started really well, I thought. Just a, a really enjoyable half an hour with some, you know, slick football, some fast counter-attacks. I thought, and Jai, yet again, I mean, I was just laughing out loud at some of the things yeah. that Jai did in the game. He's, he's so good. I, I love his... Uh, I'm going to try not to repeat myself uh, uh, again, I suppose, with Jai, but <laughs> his attitude is, like, every young footballer should look at him and be like, yes, I'm just going to be like Jai, where I'm not going to moan about anything, like... You, no. foul, you foul me, I'm back on my feet straight away. I want the ball again immediately. You know, a decision goes against me, I'm just going to get on with it. You know, somebody doesn't pass to me, I don't care, I'm going to look for it again. He's, I cannot praise his attitude enough. Yeah. He's, he's uh, a shining I, I example. I was thinking last night, I, I watched this game on my own, which I don't, I normally, I don't like watching games on my own because, mm. like, you're sort of, you're more invested, I think, in a way, because <laughs> you've got no one to turn to. I mean, I think you were the same. Did you watch it on your own as well? Yeah, really? yeah. You've got really no one to turn to. I were a little bit behind last night as well, so I'm having to watch on now TV, which is like a minute behind. So I couldn't really text anyone because I didn't want to, you know, ruin it for myself. And um, it, I, with that, I don't know. I think it was because I were watching maybe a bit more intently um, that you, you take for granted just how good Ndi is. Ndi is. Mm-hmm. I think that we every week now say, oh, he's not at his best or whatever. He's, he's good, but you know. He's, he's an absolutely phenomenal footballer, and he isn't at top peak now. I, I, I admit he's he's you know he's not playing as well as he was earlier in the season, but he's still far and away like one of the best players in the league, even when he's not at full pelt. So three or four. I mean, he obviously won the free kick for the second goal, which he did something that I don't think anyone else in the division could have probably have done, and it might have looked like nothing, but he takes three players out of the game just by one turn and a bit of strength and really good close control, just fantastic. Yeah, and great to see us actually exploit some of that space around him That you know when he's pulling yeah. defenders towards him in this game. But, um... The space is the big thing, actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. There were Berger and McAtee got so much space. And when we went on all down, I was a bit... I was really frustrated because for as well as we played, we did only really have that one proper chance. Mm. But we got into the areas that we haven't been in for a long, long time. And as I said, I was watching it thinking... Oh yeah, I forgot we we can play like this. We don't yeah. have to just grind one nils out. You know what I mean? We we, we were good at one point. We were the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot we we had some good players. Um, but yeah, we did go one nil down, which uh, yeah felt felt like a sucker punch. As I think you, yeah, I think you yeah. phrased it earlier. Um, this yeah, bit of, I think some miscommunication here at the back. Um, Berger tracks a runner like all the way to our touchline and wins it. And then does you know I've, I've watched yeah. it back. There's absolutely nothing wrong with his clearance, Berger. He launches it 60 yards to the halfway line, yeah. but unfortunately, it gets headed straight to the position that he would normally be in, and, yeah. and yeah. nobody's filled it. Doyle's a bit. Slow I like that's also saying Berger's lost his man. Like, well, he obviously he's just clipped ball. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So this is one where I definitely uh, put no blame on Berger's shoulders yeah. whatsoever. Um, yeah, Doyle may be a little bit slow to pick up, and and then. Robinson just doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't reset. He, yeah. If you watch the replay back, he points to um, a, a man who's making a run to the middle, like as in yeah, I saw it. Yeah. 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 As he's saying to Egan, like that's your man. But then Robinson goes with him anyway and leaves a yeah. leaves a massive gap for um, 
uh, Mishu, isn't it? The, uh... Mishu, yeah. The, I thought it was the former Swansea player. Yeah, I thought it Swansea must have had 60 legend. now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who finds, you know, it's a nice ball by Barr, I think it is, and Mishu with mm. a brilliant finish just drills it into the corner. Yeah, fantastic and finish, yeah. I'm sat there thinking again, like, oh, for God's sake, like, why? It just feels like we're going through a run at the moment where the first time the opposition shoot, it goes in the net. Yeah. I know they had another shot in the second minute, but. Robbie said this game, well, I thought probably our weakest player, and I'm not, you know, he's been fantastic, but this was one of them Jack Robinson games, I think. Yeah, it was uh, a yeah. I mean, that, that I think you messaged me, so that 10 minute spell in the second half with it at the post and uh, Fernando and pulled the save. I've all came from an, an awful pass from Robinson, not his first of the night either. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Robin, that was Robinson starting a counter attack for them, which he, he yeah. does a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I. I I've I've learned to sort of uh, like <laughs> tense up a bit whenever whenever I see Robinson like step in front of a pass and intercept it, yeah. and then as soon as his head goes up and he starts looking for like a through ball to start a counter attack for us, I'm like, oh no, something bad's about to happen. I think what they put a fantastic crossfield ball in in the first half. Remember that like really early on, about ten minutes to to Bulldog who uh, yeah. Yeah, Bulldog <laughs> didn't expect it to arrive. No, Bulldog like lost it and then like gave the thumbs up a bit confused. Like, what you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of a mixed game from Robinson, but um, yeah, he loses his man for that one really, or, ju- or just drifts out of the space he probably should be occupying. But it's a great finish, and yeah, yeah. I was just sort of thinking, you know, we just we just need something to, you know, when I said a few weeks ago, like I need Wes to just make a big save and you know keep keep us in a game where we're not at our best, but. Mm. And this is not to blame Wes for this one at all, and he made a no. huge save in the second half. But yeah. it's just another of those where I thought, oh, come on, we've done so well, and then they've just created one, not even a good chance, really, and drilled it yeah. perfectly into the corner of the net. I um, think like with the, the Fodgigan thing, when Patterson pulled the, the save off Sunderland from Jefferson, I do remember thinking, I can't remember the last time Wes did that. And that, again, not blaming him, but... It, what I meant by that is that he just did see, it does seem at the moment like almost every shot against us is going in. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was looking for the, <laughs> oh crap, they've scored. Oh no, wait, our goalkeeper's made a really good save kind of moment. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I had the inverse of that with Jebison. It's when he hit that, I thought, that's 1 0, we've taken the lead. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Uh, Patterson, Brilliant it... first touch for that shot, by the way. I don't want to mm. get, get that to get overlooked because just to push it out, brilliant. Yeah. It's right footed, Jebison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all that on his so. left foot. Yeah. Was um, yeah. yeah, very good. Um, it was obviously. I think it's a big deal we equalised before half time. Yeah, um, yeah, and what a delightful goal this was, mate! Just mm-hmm. yeah, so much to enjoy. They're they're obviously pushing forward on the counter attack. Armand Odzic tracks back. Uh, he's facing his own goal, intercepts it, manages to spin himself round and and launch a counter attack. Which yeah, Bulldog with um, I guess one of the the passes that we wish he would do a little bit more often, but yeah. straight into McAtee's feet, he's run into the box, and then, yeah, a, a real swaggering finish from him, just passes it into the far corner. Um, yeah. Keeper just stands and admires it. Yeah, class, I think that's his, is that his fifth goal of the season? Fourth goal of the season? Might be his fifth. Yeah, he's obviously, he got one at Millwall not so long ago, mm. and, uh, one at Coventry, got one at Blackpool, so yeah, I think I think it's four. Yeah, I think it's four. <clears throat> yeah, he scored against. He scored two against Blackpool. Actually, he scored in the home game as well. Um, of course, he did. Yeah, yeah, way and out. Yeah, so that's five, and he's not really. I don't know how many starter, but it won't be many. It won't not be. Yeah, I don't think it'll be double figures. No, and uh, I think he's only completed nine minutes once as well, um, which is yeah. And he obviously came off yesterday with cramp, and we'll talk about it at the end. But it'd be interesting to see the team for the cup game actually. Mm, definitely, but uh, oh, beautiful goal, and yeah, just 
felt huge at the time to me, uh, like my fan experience, because I was thinking, oh, we, we've gone 1-0 down again. Well, I've seen this story of the last few weeks. You know, is, is this just going to be one of those games where you go, we played well for half an hour, then we conceded from their first proper chance, and now we're just going to lose the game. You know, huff and puff and yeah, lose yeah. the game 1-0. So, yeah, for him to do that just for half-time uh, it was massive. A real, just a class goal, I thought. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I was really confident at half-time. I thought, I, I thought we, we looked like a... There were goals in the game, but I thought mm. we were getting so many good areas that we were going to create two or three more big chances, which is what we've not been doing at all. Mm. Yeah, the front three and um, yeah, Berger bombing on just yeah. in the second half. It really, yeah, we really did catch him on the break a few times. Uh, mm. I think it's Berger who's slightly heavy with the pass to Njai. Um, and maybe it was McAtee, actually. Do you know what I mean? That ends in a one-on-one yeah. that the keeper saves. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think... Um... Berger, in particular, got forward far more than we have seen. So mm. there were a bit of debate before whether Doyle were going to play the Norwood role or Berger, and it, you know, it came obvious. I mean, I don't really know if we played a Norwood role, if you get what I mean. Mm. I don't think like Doyle came that deep to the, you know, he didn't come next to Egan or anything That's like true, that. That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, which which obviously what Norwood does, and that helped us to be fair because he got us up the pitch a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that that was a. Uh... I thought it was just a really good save by Patterson actually from the one on one with Njai. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think there was much more Njai could do. He's so no, close to getting his through. No, he nearly squeezes it through. I think McAtee plays it maybe a little bit too wide. I'm probably being a bit harsh, but yeah, it's just a good save. Yeah. Um, but then we do take the lead with a, a controversial goal, should we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, we win that free kick after a great bit of skill from Njai. Doyle whips it in, misses everybody, nestles in the corner of the net. That's his third goal for us, I think. Um, a few complaints from Sunderland players, not <coughs> masses. Bizarre, really. Yeah, I think there were only Danny Bath who sort of went to the linesman. And, but, yeah, and then, obviously, after Mowbray's gone on a right run, I? which is understandable, we'd be the same. Mm. So he's, it goes straight in the net, nobody touches it. Um, mm. But a couple of our players are in an offside position. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're... They're pretty clearly interfering with play, I think. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's one Particularly of the... Berger. You maybe be able to forgive Egan. I don't. I don't know, but I think. But yeah, Berger. He goes for the ball. Yeah, it's a half an argument that he touches it. So, yeah. I mean, it's. I. I'm not a hundred percent on this. I, I. I guess it's a judgment call with. Because I always think like there should be a judgment call of is the keeper going to get that ball, even if Berger isn't there or doesn't do that. And this is one where I'm. You know, certain that the goalkeeper is not going to get anywhere near the shot, but I, I, I don't think the, the the laws don't take that into account, do they? It's it's no. just if you're in an offside position and you're a judge to be interfering in some way. It doesn't matter if it's a you know absolute top corner, hundred mile an hour shot that no keeper in the world's going to save anyway. They usually disallow it. Um, so yeah, it, it should have been offside. However, it's not it's not quite the glaring disaster. That I think maybe the commentator was oh, making Don, out. Which... Don, Don, good, Don Badman. Don Badman. Absolute. Maybe oh. we can talk about him here as well. Um, I, well I just... The thing is, I'm, I'm not one of these at all. I don't think any pundits are realistically biased. Lee Andrews rubbish, but I don't think he's biased. I don't think he thinks, oh, I had a bad time at Sheffield United. I'm going to go against him. I think he's just a bit of an idiot. I think Goodman was genuinely biased. I, I put on this too. We were like Carlos Arbor on speed. They're like, you know, Carlos Arbor's like the hype man. They were like that for Sunderland. Like, oh no, you know what I mean? We're like, what are you doing? This is this um... not Sky Me. You're not at home. Yeah, this this like if Berger had stuck this like if Berger had volleyed this in, all right, then yeah. I'm like, okay, that was that was a huge mistake. But yeah. 
there's so much. I mean, there's no debate that Berg's in an offside position. It's debatable whether he's, you know, actually does affect what what happens around him. It's it's not that glaring an error. Obviously, yes. In VA, if VAR was in effect, it would absolutely 100 percent have been disallowed. But you know, th- this is what ha- you know. These things happen in football. We see them happen. Well, Dave Adamant said off in the first half. Which, I think they might again, have done. Goodman again blamed our players. I, I, that was the that was the bit where, where I was like, this guy's a bit mad, isn't he? Like, obviously, was it Neil? <laughs> Uh, it makes a foul. I'm not sure actually. It might... uh, obviously, take Jefferson out. I think it could be a could be a sending off definitely. And Baldock reacts and, I, and he didn't mention the foul, Goodman. And he's like, sort of, oh, you don't want to see that from the Sheffield United players. You know that that's not what we want to see. That's that's awful. Like, well, just ignore the foul. The fact he could have had his leg broke. Yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> awful, Goodman. Uh, I think it was Hume actually with that tackle. It, Hume, it, sorry, that's it. Sorry, it was yeah. a hefty one. I think yellow card was probably about right, but. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a debate about you know discipline, you probably should have a debate about the how bad the tackle was, not the fact that several of our players were incensed by how bad the tackle was. Yeah, um, yeah, he was, he was like that all game. It was bizarre. Like I've always thought he was quite a good. I'm sure he's bigged us up in the past, Goodman. I was, I always thought he was uh, one of the good guys. To um, you know, if you'll excuse excuse the pun, not anymore. He was absolutely on one last night. I mean, yeah, yeah he was he was pretty adamant that uh, Sunderland should have had a penalty for handball, which I think a replay showed it like was headed directly against Berger's sort of you know the hand that was by I his side. I watched last night, and they said it were handball as well. So maybe we're being biased, but I'm like, nah, I, I don't. What's he supposed to do? So I think the first angle, it does like Berger's <laughs> got one hand by his like by his side, by his chest, and one hand up. And it looks like it hits the hand that's up, but I think actually when you see it from behind, the guy just heads it, you know, from six inches away into the arm that's by his side. So, yeah, I, I'm not really having that one to be honest. What was the other thing mm. that he he did? That... The one in the when uh, and I got fouled in our area, which were a clear push by their player. They were like, "Oh, I'm not sure about that." I mean, you know, and L got away with one uh, earlier, but what are you talking about? What are you on about? <laughs> that was weird. And then uh, when Ballard got booked for, you know. Yeah. Moaning to the ref late on as well. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, Sheffield United players were surrounding the referee earlier. Um, the, the, I think my favourite one was when Njai, uh, you know, was running up the touchline. There's like a, a hefty, hefty challenge, oh, yeah. hefty yeah, but yeah, fair yeah. challenge, and uh, he's adamant that it's a Sunderland throw. And then the replay shows pretty clearly that the Sunderland player touched it last. And just silence from Goodman. <laughs> the silence were brilliant because I thought, he's, well, that's clearly a Sunderland throw. Then it like almost slow motion. And he's nothing. <laughs> like nothing at all. Could have walked it back. There was no he reason not to walk him. it back. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, so the la- I think the last few away games that have been televised, so Blackburn and um, Millwall, I've, I've ended up hitting the mute button quite early because I've just found the commentary so distracting in a weird way. Um, but this one, I, I kept the sound off for the entire game because I was just... Fascinated by what he's going to come out with yeah, next. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely like say, amazing. I mean, Carlos Arbor does it because he's a he's not he's not pretending to not be biased. He, mm. He's fine because he, he works with Sheffield United or Radio Sheffield or whatever. He's fine. Him saying, "Well, I'm not sure about that," because he's there to be almost impartial. Do you get what I mean? But mm. for Goodman to do it like on Sky, you're like, yeah, madness. It was uh, it was bizarre. I was, I was heartened to see that um, the rest of Blades uh, had, had noticed yeah. this as well, and uh, yeah, had, had many comments about him <laughs> towards the yeah. end of the game. Um, so we take that lead, and uh, pretty soon after, we start to like try and shut the game down, but not before um, Sunderland have that little spell where, um, yeah, as I said, it all kind of starts with this pass from Robinson that ends with. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of their players hits another fantastic shot from the edge of the area, which um, Fodringham makes a brilliant save from. And then about a minute later, Roberts cuts inside and hits the post with another yeah. fantastic shot. Great, fantastic shot, that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really feel in any danger, to be honest. And then next minute, he's flying off the post. Yeah, didn't you say your dad had just walked into the room, like at that point or something? Yeah, because I'm a. Uh... My mum's not very well. I'm looking after uh, my mum and my dad were at work. He walks into the room and I'm like, I've been playing really well, dad, and I have really well. He was in the room for about two minutes. They went, Fodrigan pulled the save off and then they hit the post. He was like, I'm not watching this. Like, Honestly, <laughs> they've been playing well, I swear. <laughs> yeah, we, we we got McBurney on, uh, I think, to defend one of those corners, actually, after after one of those shots. Uh, and, of course, he heads it away immediately. He comes on for Jefferson. Um, Sunderland... You know, roll the dice themselves with a triple substitution, and we respond with uh, well, kind of a triple sub. We make two, and then one a, a couple of minutes later because McAtee comes off with cramp. So Norwood comes on for Doyle, Bogle comes on for Baldock, mm. um, so the, and, and Fleck comes on for McAtee. So kind this of like for life. I mean, I understood why we did it because of the tiredness, but it was almost like let's get the old boys on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, even uh, Daniel Mann. Well, I think it was the commentary. Where Daniel Mann? When so. Billy Sharp were warming up, and he said. The old fellas coming on. I laughed out loud. I'm like, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so then we got the uh, the Axis of Doom coming on. Uh, that, that's unfair because they have been fantastic this season. But, but just obviously after coming off the back of that performance against Luton, you're like, oh, no. But to be fair, and I think even Goodman said this, so it might have been Daniel Mann said, I thought they they all played like they had a point to prove as well. I mean, Noel mm. put in a really hefty tackle. They were yeah. dead. Again, fine, fine. Not bothered about that. I'm fine by that. And even Fleck. Fleck sort of summed up his... Latter part United career, I think, by doing fantastically well to win the ball near the corner, really well, and then pass it straight to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to drill into what you said with Norwood there. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I didn't doubt that he would be like that, but yeah, visibly fired up. I think yeah. that's like a point to prove. Skinhead, well, not a skinhead, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly had a trim. Um, yeah, yeah, and he was very fired up at full time as well. He was the, I think. The play that looked like he sort of celebrated the whistle the most, certainly that was on screen at that point. But yeah, yeah maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, it could have been sent off, I suppose, which would have been really unlucky, I think, because he basically clears the ball and then his follow through ends up catching the guy on the thigh. And it's one of those that if you just catch it, get a still of it, it looks horrendous, but actually was pretty innocuous, I think. Yeah. But I guess on another day, a ref might have just seen that impact to me, like, no, you're straight off. But yeah, some. Yeah. Some hefty tackles, a couple of good passes as well. Yeah, just just looked like he had a point to prove. But generally, I think the way we shut this game down was quite masterful. I don't enjoy yeah. this at all. No, I hate no, but it keeping was. it in the corner. But you can't argue with it. You can't argue with the results, I should say. Um, you know, going back to that little run of games, I always thought it was kind of overplayed this uh, performance levels after the World Cup, like. In those first seven, eight games, I think we just did enough to win, basically. And we did. I said it at the time, you know, once we got ahead against, um, you know, Coventry, Blackpool, Wigan, we just shut the game down and they didn't have any opportunities for the rest of the game, essentially. And yeah, that, that's kind of what we did here, I thought. And I think we're really hard to beat once we go in front. I mean, Reading, Watford, and now this game, three games where we've got in front. And I reckon all three of them between them have had three shots or maybe four shots. Yeah, um, in the final like twenty minutes or whatever, you know, when you're supposed to be under the pressure, two of them away from home as well. 
Um, the, the one that lets you down is the Millwall one when it's 2-2, but we were still going for it then, weren't we, for some reason. If we'd have, if we'd have switched on then and done what we did, people might have been moaning, but that's an extra point. But, we, you know, when we get into the final 20 minutes of games, it's going to backfire on us now, obviously. But when <laughs> we, get, we, we don't often concede, do we, when we're winning? Not when we take this approach, no. Yeah, I'm looking now. So 70, 72 minutes they made their triple substitution. So we're 2-1 yeah. up at this point. This is after they've like hit the post and um, uh, Fodring has made that good save. 72 minutes. The 75th minute they had a, a shot from about 25 yards, which was you know blocked at the point of impact, essentially. And then they had a, a, a sort of... A, a Hume just got his foot to a corner that skewed well wide. That was the 75th minute. They didn't have a single shot for the rest of the game. That's that's a masterclass. Like so, yeah. when when Norwood, Bogle, Fleck, and then later <clears> Sharp <throat> came on, and we changed our attitude to be like, no, what we have, we keep. They didn't have a single shot. And all right, they're missing Stewart, they're missing Diallo, but that's what you got to do. You got to you got to play the situation and the team in front of you. Yeah, yep. but I, I, like I said, I don't enjoy it. I want to see us get a third goal. I want to yep. be able to sit back on my sofa or in my seat in the ground. And relax for the last 15 minutes, but ultimately uh, we got the three points. We did it pretty comfortably. Well, you know, once we got that second goal, and um, yeah, I, I could not be happier with that. Yeah, I, I didn't see it come in, and you know, I, we, we were, everyone's been criticising them, but we obviously criticised them uh, for the performance on Saturday. Don't take that back because we were awful, but <clears throat> I didn't expect this sort of performance. I mean, a win maybe, yeah, but I thought it'd have been a, a scruffy, ready away style win, but. We created more chances in this game than we did we have in the, in previous weeks, and you could see at the end that it meant a lot. I don't know if you've seen the after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it was a really, really, really big win. And now the pressure obviously we're not playing. The pressure's off for a couple of weeks because <clears throat> the cup brilliant to get to Wembley, but it's not the be all and end all. Um, and the pressure is on Middlesbrough now, so they've got to get three points against Preston. Yeah, finally. A, so I've got to know, because I, I didn't really want to talk about how many games are left and what happened, you know, how many we need to win and blah, blah, blah. Because I, I just feel like we've done that loads recently. We can, you know, as you said, this is our last league game for two weeks. When, when's that Norwich game? Is it two uh, weeks yeah. this weekend? Yeah, two, yeah Saturday, yep. yeah. So we can revisit that post-international break, I guess. But yes, it does feel, uh, to me, I was like, oh, finally a swing in the right direction. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. we had a Saturday... <laughs> Uh, a few weeks ago, 25th of February, uh, where we won against Watford and Middlesbrough lost against Borough. Uh, sorry, Middlesbrough lost against West Brom. Yeah. Um, a, I was quite distracted that weekend because my daughter had just been born. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, I, I, you know, thinking back, I wasn't totally really considering Middlesbrough as like genuine challenges at that point because I didn't expect us to lose like our next three or whatever it was, or three out of our next four. <clears throat> so. That's yeah. the thing, uh, S2, Derek Kakor has obviously tweeted as well, well, messaged as both saying, you know, I, w- w- the realisation that, uh, we, we, you know, we, we, we might throw this away. And I, I agree, yeah, I, I'll take that on the chin because I didn't expect us to lose four out of six games at any point this season. Yeah, yeah, I thought we'd at least be drawing some of these games. Yeah, I, I thought even an extra point in those those losses, it'd be huge now, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um <laughs> Because, yeah, after the Middlesbrough game, that was 15th of February, I said I was annoyed because I felt like they'd just left the door open a crack for, for them to potentially yeah, that's it. burst yeah. through. And then suddenly, that's gone and become like, hey, the door's wide open. Like We're, we're pretty much rolling out the welcome map for you to yeah, come straight we've got, inside. we've got dips, we've got chips. <laughs> so go get yourselves in, lads. Come on. <laughs> so, 
my point is, this is the first time in close to a month where it feels like we've won and they've dropped points. It feels like a swing in the right direction for the first time since, in my head anyway, they became like legitimate challengers to overtake yeah. us. So, yeah, that helps going into, um, yeah, a bit of a free hit in the cup. Um, just a, a few final thoughts on this game and then we'll we'll talk quickly about um, Blackburn at the weekend. Uh, Bottom, I really, again, going back to his interview, I found this really interesting afterwards. He was He was talking about like this last 15 minutes and saying... Sunderland essentially played with no forwards uh, because they didn't have any, basically, by the end yeah. of the game. Um, so all their players were like dropping off into midfield. So the message he was trying to communicate to the players was don't come running out of the space to the ball. You know, stop pressing so high, basically. They're going to have the ball because they, they're they essentially playing like a 4-6 non-formation. Yeah. They've got so many passing options. Yeah. It'd be mad to push out. I'm very encouraged when I hear a manager say things like that. It's like, didn't realise that. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree with you, yeah. I think um, everything was spot on in terms of the setup, and uh, it were full, like I say, fully deserved three points. McBurney avoids the yellow that would have put yes. him out for a couple of games. I didn't realise this. Deadback messaged, uh, I think we've got, we've got a bit of a... A podcast group message, aren't we? Podcast like football, friends. football friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that. Are we are we going to become uh, homogenous in our views? Yeah, well, well, this is the thing. I think we're going to, you know, we're becoming we're becoming too famous, and we're getting away from us uh, <laughs> core core viewers. Like we're going to be like you know, in Rolls Royce soon and stuff like that. But <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, and he he messaged and he he said that about. So I was like, not sure about McBurney being dropped. I actually think he's been one of our better players. Uh, in recent weeks, and he he mentioned obviously that this is the final day, uh, the final game. We're about the other card, so that's great news because again, it's just another option, isn't it? And so, mm. Jefferson playing like that now, we're in a real quandary, aren't we, in terms of like who, who to pick out of those two? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think we that would have been a three game ban for McBurney. Okay. I think is that right, or a two game ban? I can't remember now. Uh, uh, I think yes, yeah, a two game because because he, he's got banned earlier in the season, wasn't he? So, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did anyway. Yeah, he's definitely been suspended at least once. Uh, let me see if I can look this up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think he's... Uh... He's on nine. I think he'd have been up. Uh, it was like last season. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's on nine yellow cards yeah. at the minute. So, yeah, it would have been a two-game ban, I think, yeah. Um, which is a fairly significant portion of the season because there's only nine games left now. So, well done mm. to him avoiding that. I think he's gone like five games without yellow now, which, yeah, we... we <laughs> I don't think I would have bet on, put it like that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And talking of discipline, Matthew Eppin Donahue. Oh, my word. <laughs> so, this man, every we... time the camera went to him, he had a yellow card in his hands, I swear. <laughs> I swear everyone on the pitch was booked. Everybody was booked on that pitch, apart from Baldock. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just assumed, like, I don't need to book Baldock, like, because... It... He just, he just plays like he's already been booked anyway. It's, it's yeah. It yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, we we should change his nickname to Matthew Goodluck Charm Donahue though, because that Brilliant. is six league wins in a row in games where he's refereed us, mm. which is astonishing. But he, uh, he once again pulled off the uh, the impressive feat of enraging both sets of fans, I think, and getting booed off. I had to chuckle at that. Um, you know, is is the sky show, the sky is showing like the uh, full time scenes, and you can just hear boos ringing out as our players are like. Clapping the away fans of the game. Yeah, Donahue's, Donahue's taking his bow. He's off down the yeah. top. He, at least yeah. he didn't mess up the um, drop ball 
role in this. Well, no, I mean, and if you if you take the because it was the linesman's fault for the goal once again, he got the big decisions right. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty bad miss by the linesman. Yeah, yeah terrible miss from the linesman. Yeah, definitely. Didn't give him much help, but um, yeah, just I don't know. Maybe we should be happy to see this guy's name now after six wins in a row. But uh, yeah, yeah, we we survived it. I. I who have we um, got next? Keith Stroud. There's only like three refs. So. There's only three refs. Yeah, it's uh, it's Tim Robinson for the the cup game on uh, on Sunday. Jack Google. brother. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what my feelings are on Tim Robinson. I think I just made a. I think you should leave joke about him at some point. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not showing up in my uh, in my notes I, here. But um, I put Tim Robinson, an American comedian. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, in fact, oh yeah, just, yeah. Make a cameo in Scream Six. Anyway, <laughs> is that even the guy's name? Yeah, it's Tim Tim Robinson. The yeah, referee. Tim yeah, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, right. Uh, anything else you want to quickly say about Sunderland, or should we? Uh, rapidly talk about Blackburn and the Cup. Just to... uh, yeah, just obviously we were talking earlier about uh, you know podcasts and stuff. Great to see Noah from Red Off that you know get a win. Because mm. I, I was worried after that Luton performance, I thought he's come all this way from America to England to watch the worst game of football that's ever been played. <laughs> but he got a fantastic day, and I, I haven't watched Sean Review yet, but I, I've seen his uh, his delighted face on that as the uh, as the thumbnail. So I'll be watching that when I get home from work and. Uh, yeah, really happy for him, and I'll see him on Sunday. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, best two out of three for him in this trip. I, mean, yeah. I was saying, I was saying uh, he should go to Derby on Saturday if he needs to see a win because they're yeah. at home and we're obviously not playing. It's only what half yeah. an hour on the train, but yeah, it, it looks like he had a, a cracking day. The fans were awesome last night. I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, even the Sunderland fans said that, you know, and that's not often, is it? You get the own support uh, praising the away support. So mm, yeah, well done everyone who who made the trip and. Uh, yeah, sang very loud and proud. I even heard us singing uh, The Blades Are Going Up at the end, mate. Uh, yeah. 100% the first time I've heard that this season. Yeah. Which is yeah, kind it. of pathetic, yeah. really, from, from us. Like, just like, if anything underlines <laughs> United fans' attitude. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. taken until now to do that. But <laughs> three very big points. It lifts us to six points ahead again. And, uh, yeah, only nine games to play now. The end of the season approaches. But first Go of all... Shed Evans on Saturday against, uh, oh, yeah, against Middlesbrough. He's banging him in at the moment, though, isn't he, to be fair to him? So, who knows? They're a good run, Preston. Yeah, they're unbeaten in like six or seven, I think, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're still probably yeah. 14th because that is that is their destiny. That's that's what they do, yeah. But get a, yeah. Get a point, lads, and then by the time you play those, just, you know, <laughs> gracefully back out of the playoff race. <laughs> <laughs> they're ele- of course they're 11th. They're just... Yeah, I think the five points off the playoffs is that right? Something like that. Uh, maybe seven, yeah. So, so they need a win, really, don't I suppose? But anyway, yeah. my my good, I'm not expecting much of that. But you might get a bonus. You never know. I didn't totally expect. Uh, didn't totally expect Middlesbrough to draw with Stoke through the night. Stoke um, fantastic in that game, by the way. I'm really, really glad we played Stoke because all of a sudden they look like a proper good side. Of course, we played a moment away, aren't we? Who's their manager mm-hmm. at the minute? Is it Alex? Yeah, Alex Neal, isn't it? Yeah. This someone dude. Yeah, I thought he was uh, in a spot of bother him actually earlier on in the season. But uh, yeah, I did. But I think the last four or five they played really. They beat Sunderland five one. Yes, yeah. There was that the other week, last week. Yeah, so yeah. they beat Sunderland five one. They beat Blackburn three 0 were it, and then they beat and then they drawn away at Middlesbrough, where they should have won. Yeah, I find it kind of hilarious that Tony Mowbray is still a manager. By the way, like not. I, I know he's not even that old, but he, he just. I don't know, he doesn't look like a manager to me at all. Do you know what I mean? He just looks like a yeah. sort of slightly confused middle-aged man. Which the, the, I suppose the, I, is true of a lot of managers. It, it looks, <clears throat> I wouldn't even say he looks angry. He looks mildly angry all the time. Like, yeah. sort of, do you know like when you're in a massive queue in a shop? Oh, oh, you know, I'm going to be here for ages at this rate. That's what he looks like constantly. <laughs> like mildly, like 
God, I'm bloody missed the game at this rate if this carries on here. Come on, what's she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that that is it. I've got nothing against him. I just always find it slightly hilarious that he's managing in the championship. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's just his face. Um, yeah. Blackburn, Sunday, noon kickoff. Looking forward to this. If we lose, I am cares? now. I, I, I always... <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd have been slightly slightly flat going into this. I mean, I'd have, I'd have talked myself into it just in like a, oh, this yeah. is a pressure off kind of game, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now I'm now I'm very much looking forward to it because yeah, get to get to Wembley after that midweek win, and that is a a very nice sort of point to take a little break um, for the internationals. Yeah. Um, it's Thirty years today since we beat Blackburn in an FA Cup quarter final at Bramall Lane. Well, I hope you don't go to Pens. Yeah, it could do, couldn't it? Um, that, that. That'd be awful. That, that's it. Honestly, I really want to win. And when it kicks off and it gets going, I'll really, really want to win. It'd be like the Tottenham game where I went to the game thinking, you know, this is just sort of, this is a bonus this season, an FA Cup run. And then once you're like half an hour in, you really want to win. Mm. Um, and I think it'll be that. I think as soon as it kicks off, I'll be really, really, really wanting to win. But right now, I'm like, you know, if we, if we lose, it'll be disappointing. But... We get to quarterfinals every other year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just, I think it's just three out of the last four years we've been in the quarterfinal, right? Mm. I was talking actually to about to Wednesday fan about because um, he was saying, "Oh, you only sold your tickets as they do," <laughs> and um, and I said, "Because well, yeah, but we, we get here every you know we've got bigger fish to fry. We, you know, we, this would be your biggest game in twenty five years or whatever. But you know, for us, it's just a, it's a normal day at the office." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it is a great chance to get to Wembley. Uh, it is. You know, I, I know Blackburn just beat us, but we absolutely stank in that game. And I thought they played, you know, very well, to be honest. Like, yep. you know, probably at the, towards the peak of how they can play. Um, they're not a good team, mate. I've been banging this drum all season. They, they have the fifth worst expected goal difference in the whole league. Only Reading have a lower expected goal tally. Infogol, uh, the website has them as, as the 17th best side in the championship so far this season. They probably will make the top six just because they've got the points on the board at this stage. What are they, five points clear? Yeah, that's quite a nice nice margin for them to just hold off. But yeah. they're not a good team. They, they've finished really well, in term, as in they finished their chances really well this season. And some of that might be down to the fact they have very good finishers like yep. you know, Brereton Diaz. But... <clears throat> It, it, it's a nice draw for us. I, I do expect us to win. I think we'll pick a strong team, um, you know, with a with a break coming up. Um, yeah, it's felt like a nice time for that. I think. I mean, I'd say a strong team, even if we bring Norwood and that back in. It's not a weak team, is it? No, no, exactly. But I mean, I think we will. I think we will. It'll be stronger than we played against Spurs, for example. Is my is my prediction. I, I've got a feeling we'll see Norwood back in um, mm. because I think McAtee and Dale. You know, they both came off, both knackered or whatever. Maybe he'll start them, I don't know. But I think we'll, we will, and I think we'll possibly see McBurney back in. Um, but yeah, with Blackburn, the best I've seen them all season is against us. Uh, and I think that that were reflected in the view from after, where a lot of their fans were saying that. But, you know, they'll, they'll be confident because they only beat us a couple of weeks ago. But I'm with you, every time I see them, I saw them last week against Stoke, I'm like, how did we lose to these? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, watched... they've got to be doing something right through the top six. <laughs> Yeah, at some point you just have to sort of hold your hands up and go like, okay, the numbers suggest they're not very good, but clearly they're doing something that works. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, it may the the truth is probably somewhere in between. They're not the seventeenth best side, but they're not 
they're not on our level, I would say. You know, which which the yeah. league table would back up as well. No. Um, I watched uh, I watched about five minutes of their game with Reading last night because it was a kicked off. Before, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but one more after about forty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, they scored basically the exact same goal that they scored against us a few weeks before um, <laughs> from a Reading corner. You know, quick counter attack, three on one, good finish. Uh, so yeah, just uh, I don't know. Watch out for that. Basically, <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, yeah. maybe leave an extra man back on uh, on corners if uh, when we're attacking. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, much more than I would have been had we slumped to a, a one nil defeat or something last night. And yeah, there's a lot of players who I'll be excited to see on the team sheet. I don't I don't want to see Koulibaly and and no, start no. in this game. I, I want to see Brooks is injured, isn't he? So he's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll pick a strong team. Um, I think it'll be. Very similar to either the one that lost to Luton, uh, and it's like redemption time, or the one that finished last night. Oh, it started last night, should I say? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see Basham starting. I don't want to see Sharp starting. I want McBurney and Jai. I want the the back three, the strongest back three. Mm. Keep foddering them in goal. Yeah, just decide decide what you're going to do in midfield. Maybe you could play Bogle instead of Baldock, just if uh, you know. He's yeah, because he's back come back from a long injury and a oh a fairly long injury. Yeah, so yeah. You don't want. Yeah, I understand that completely. But yeah, let's go for it. Uh, VAR is in effect. This is news to me. Shout out to Nathan. Who sent me this earlier? What's the guy's name? Oh, oh, Joseph uh, Nathan. Excuse me. Well, I, I forgot his name because he, he's absolutely infuriating me by telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is news to me because obviously we've just played uh, an FA Cup game at Bramall Lane against a Premier League opponent and there yeah. was no VAR. But apparently from last season, all the quarterfinals, uh, regardless of venue, will have VAR. So Forest were at home to Liverpool in the quarters last year, and uh, they were obviously a championship team at that point, and they had VAR at the city ground. Yeah, would have been interesting. Obviously, Grimsby are away. <laughs> VAR yeah, at Grimsby. Yeah. I presume the FA would fund that, right? Like they would have to. Cause you can't ban them from the quarterfinals. Yeah, like, and no you can't crowd. ask. You can't ask Grimsby to pay for it. Like it bankrupt them, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, we'll see, obviously. I mean, if we go up, I suppose we're going to have to get used to it again next season. But <laughs> I just, uh, imagine if we score a last minute off a corner and you're like, come out. Oh, God, 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 God. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. We <clears> will think see. Any goals disallowed? Obviously, the one yesterday didn't mean disallowed, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it would have done. Yeah, this has probably been a load recently, to be honest. I mean, look at, I mean, look at the Middlesbrough game, for example, that, you know, would that, Third goal for Borough have been overturned. If they if they look back at it, where they've judged, yeah, like, possibly, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, um, yeah. Well done, Blades. I'm I'm really um I'm I'm really upbeat after how we responded last night. Yeah. Like, I, I thought <laughs> I thought we could do that. I think I touched on that last game. I just wasn't totally confident that we would, um, because I thought Heckingbottom would probably just roll out the same team and not really freshen it up. And uh, yeah, the performances of the players that came in really did lift the side. I think so. Yeah. yeah, massive credit to the lot of them. Um, right, mate. Well, unsurprisingly, we talked longer about a, a nice win than we did about a drab defeat. Um, yeah. What do you uh, What do you want to plug before we head off? Uh, yeah, view from Sunderland. Bit of a monster one actually, because obviously mm. a massive fan base. What's a lengthy read, yeah. Yeah, and the, <clears throat> I could have probably done like a five parter to be honest, but I just tried to pick out because it, it, there were just that many comments and stuff, and people were even sending me stuff, and that, that it's the it's the catch twenty two where you get a. A, a small club like Luton, and I'm like scrabbling around, going, "Oh God, I can't," you know what? They, they're saying nothing, and suddenly, like, "Bloody hell, where do I start?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was like well, just a massive mix of views. To be fair, uh, a real mix of views. I mean, if you want the most sort of 
inconsistent view from of all time, I would have thought. Yeah, there was a lot of praise and then uh, a lot of whinging at the end. Yeah, a lot of praise. Lot of... Oh, another thing as well, I, I posted on Twitter, but on the Middlesbrough forum, a uh, couple of unbelievable comments on their match thread. Uh, one of them is uh, we should have done a Bielsa uh, for that goal and run it into his own net uh, <laughs> after the... Because how can you be happy cheating and winning? Um, they should have done a Bielsa. And another one said, what a horrible team. They've just kicked it out of play and shouted our ball. <laughs> horrible. Horrid ne- people. I've never seen anyone do that in football before. I suppose uh, uh, if you look on any uh, any forum around the country, you'll find people saying that about games where they have a vested interest in it. So what what are you going to do, I suppose? But um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we'll be exactly the same. I mean, I, we're exactly the same, but it's just funny how like, your, your logic just completely goes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Right, mate. Well, that is Roy's Viewpoint.com. <laughs> Uh, follow you at Panchero. Follow me at Blades. But hope you hope you're feeling fully better by the weekend, mate. And the family's doing all I've right. Got, I feel better today than I did yesterday. So obviously you can probably tell croquet, cool, got a bit of a cough and stuff. But feeling a bit better in myself. Yeah, got two days, three days to get myself ready for the uh, the FA Cup quarterfinal. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, bring it on. Let's uh, hope the atmosphere is as good as uh, it was against Spurs, and hopefully a similar result. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, a, tri- a trip to Wembley that doesn't involve the playoffs. Those those are always much better. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Look forward right, to it. Right, mate. Thanks very much for your time. Uh, and yeah, hopefully see you on Sunday. Thanks again. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.